Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1-300-733-619 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Time for all the football news, and that means World Cup news. And as always, we're joined by a, well, more sleep deprived than normal, <laughs> James Clark. How are you, Clarky? Oh, loving it, loving it. It's, <laughs> it's a tiring time, but it's a, it's a great time. <laughs> and I'm sure a man in the same boat, former yes. Socceroo, Scott McDonald. How are you, Scott? I'm not bad, but I tell you what, it's not good when you fall asleep halfway through something. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you, that first game last night had me asleep. Didn't yeah. like it? Okay. No. No, no, Morocco, Croatia. Um, look, there's been a couple of games like that already, and we were talking off air there, uh, me and Clarkie there, about being the first game of the the, the competition for every every team. Mm. No one wants to lose. Mm. So there's a lot at stake because it really puts you behind the eight ball. If you look at the likes of Argentina and now Germany, they're really, really needing to win the next game. So I'm hoping the second round of games is going to really open up. But we had a... We had a couple of positive ones, uh, you know, since then, uh, this morning, So, um, which I'm happy to, happy to talk about. Obviously, Spain winning 7-0, which was a real statement of intent from them as well for the World Cup. Yeah, if you wanted goals, you got them in that game. Uh, Spain, just very, very impressive. But uh, I think the big talking point this morning, Scott, is that, that win by Japan over Germany. Um, though, geez, they were impressive, Japan. They just uh, took on Germany. Gondwan got an early penalty, but... Um, Japan just showed their fighting spirit, didn't they? And uh, uh, and it's some unbelievable goals too. And but it was the keeper for Japan too was was just immense. So um, that's going to give them great uh, great joy back in Japan. But Germany, where to for for Germany now? Like uh, just spinning the wheels badly. And uh, uh, Hansi Flick, he's got a fair bit of work to do now. Yeah, well he does, you know. But you know, in in terms of that, I thought Germany actually played. Pretty decent, particularly first half. In uh, obviously could have been two up with uh, Kai Habert's goal. Yeah. you know, got disallowed for offside. Um, you know, so the first half, apart from counter attack with Japan, but you knew that was going to be the case. But does it surprise me that Japan won the game? Absolutely not. Obviously, a heavy influence at Celtic, who we tend to watch a lot, um, and Ange with with Japanese influence. That you know what you're going to get from the Japanese. They're very well disciplined. They're very good technically, as proven for the second goal with the Sano. Just a wonderful finish. Um, but generally, the, the biggest problem Japan have is scoring goals. Um, but they seem to have caught, you know, gone out of that problem for this game to start with, at least. And um, it's a wonderful start for them. And look, the the Asian teams, bar one, are actually doing pretty mm. good, Clarky. Yeah. You know? So um, just watching Canada now against Belgium. Yes, they're losing one nil. But I tell you what, it's wonderful to see them. They are right in the faces of the Belgians. You know, and you, you sometimes think. Well, we might as well just go all out and have a go, huh? Let's just go for them. So I'm hoping Socceroos for the next game, they just get right into Tunisia's faces and go and have a real good go. If we lose, we lose. But we do it in the fashion of being aggressive and attacking in an Australian way. Love to get your thoughts, Scott, uh, and pick your brains on on the Socceroos' performance. There's been a lot of uh, lot of punditry out there, as, as always, uh, after a a loss and, and a World Cup uh, loss to France, the, the current world champions from the last World Cup. Uh, what, what, what were your thoughts? And um, were you, you impressed by the start, obviously? A lot of people are saying um, that goal came too early and then there's the talk about the substitutions in the second half. But I, I thought Australia did quite well. I, I thought they 
handled themselves well early on in that game and a great goal to Craig Goodwin with a lovely cross from Leckie and the lead-up play by Harry Souter. Um, yeah, sure, we're going to make mistakes against a quality side like France, but, yeah, what were your thoughts? And Because uh, I'd be really interested just to see what, what going forward now, what, what does Graham Arnold do? Yeah, well, you say, sure, we'll make mistakes. We can't afford to make mistakes. No. Like, you know, that's probably the second goal. We can't. And a lot of these other minnow teams aren't doing that, you know, so that's the problem. And I think what we lack is that energy up top, that, that threat to get in behind teams. If you look at that, uh, you know, apart from Leckie, who does that, gets through for the goal, um, where was that going to come from for Australia? Um, and I think that's where everyone alludes to those substitutions, giving you a little bit more energy, the likes of Qual and Mobile, giving you a threat to go and counter-attack teams. So the way we set up was to counter-attack, but we didn't have the speed of play to do that. Craig Goodwin, wonderful goal, and what a moment for, for Craig. Um, you know, being now that... There's only so many goal scorers at a World Cup for Australia. He adds to that list now in history. But um, after the goal, I didn't really see him, Clarkie. You know, it really didn't really have an effect on the game. And, um, you know, we started giving possession away too simple. We had to keep the ball better. And, and that's where we really suffered. If you can't keep the ball, then you're always going to be in a bother. And France really, really grew into that game. And, you know, they had quite a few chances even in the first half. And Look, it's easy to sit here after the event, isn't it, and give your thoughts and tell them, everyone what you would and what you wouldn't do in terms of what was probably going through Graham Arnold's mind at the, mo- at the time, why substitutions weren't made was things were very, very tight for a long period there in terms of still only being 2-1, uh, albeit France were putting under you know a lot of pressure. Um, but I think he probably felt that just keep it here, keep it here, and we'll get to the last 15 minutes and we'll, we'll change it. But you know, the game changed very quickly with two goals and, and that was the end of the game. And I think that's where the criticism then comes from because people just assume that, oh, well, the, the, the substitution should have came early. But as a head coach, when you're standing there and you see, well, we're okay, we're comfortable, we're, we're keeping it tight, I can leave for a little while longer and then I can go for it. I think that was probably in the thoughts of Graham Arnold, but it backfired uh, miserably on the night for us. And, uh, yeah, it's not a good way to start the tournament for, for the Socceroos. It's a good point you make, uh, Scott. It's an incredibly fine line when you're making decisions uh, in the heat of the moment in a game like that, particularly against the quality uh, that they were facing. You mentioned earlier in the week to us, uh, be careful what you wish for with Benzema out because Giroud will come in and uh, you're right. Yep. He scored two goals and, uh, look, we see him play a lot, but he, uh, Mbappe is just exhilarating, isn't he, with his speed and his size and his skill. I mean, he, he's something to behold. He really is the best player in the world right now because when you watch a game, you're in awe and, and you want to watch him. Mm. You know, So for me, that's why he is the best player in the world because any time the ball gets round and you're excited to see what's going to happen next. So he's just a wonderful talent and only going to keep getting better and better. And um, you know, with, with him in the team, you've always a chance of winning uh, the World Cup. That's for certain. Um, it's just if, if you can isolate him. Mm. And that was probably a big problem for Australia as well, that it's easy now to say this tactically, maybe we should have went to a back five because you're playing against the, one of the best players, if not the best player in the world. And when you isolate that, because in 1v1, who's next to come out? It's going to be the likes of, you know, Suter or Rolls that's going to get out there. And then it leaves you very, very vulnerable in the middle of the, the box, you know, only having another two in there. So... Do you go with a five and then all of a sudden the centre-back has to go because he's been breached? You're, you're locked down and you're, you've got more bodies protecting your box. Maybe that was 
something we could have looked at, but that's something that Graham's never done. So to ask him to do that um, is certainly probably not going to happen at this stage. Yeah, it's a comfort thing for a manager, isn't it, Scott? Like you, you're used to doing things a certain way and if you change it uh, and you, you throw the, the plan A out and go with plan B, sometimes things can, can go worse. So I can, I can fully understand what, what Graham Arnold was doing there. Do we make changes for Tunisia on Saturday night? This is a big game. Um, it's all or nothing, basically. Uh, Tunisia $2.15, a draw three twenty five. Australia outside is at $3.60. Yeah, well, look, we need to score goals, don't we? We need to have yeah. a go. Um, so for me, you know, I would make changes. Now, now look, and a lot of people will call for Quam to start the game, but we all have to remember, and as much as we get excited about the boy, he's not started a game for Central Coast Mariners. So no. how on earth does he start a game for the Socceroos? <laughs> you know, so that's that's a big ask. And, look, he's going to be an impact player in this in this tournament for us. Um, you know, the likes of Mabil, though, probably, for me, should Get a get an opportunity, but look, Lecky and, and Goodwin, you know, and based on the performances that that I will see, they'll start. Um, Mitch Duke, does he go with him again? Does he play Cummings? Who, you know, at the time when he come on, it's, it's hard to really judge um, the boy in, in terms of what he did. Um, and then you got Jamie McLaren sitting there. Um, Hurstich probably will come back in, I think, and maybe Atkinson's the other one that that he might look at. Um, to, to shore up the defence because you don't want to be conceding goals. But however, Atkinson gives you that attacking prowess uh, more than probably Dejanak does. So, yeah, there's big decisions to be made from Graham um, and who he chooses for the next game um, and, and really tough. Um, but, yeah, look, like I said, I just want them to go out there and, and really have a go at the Tunisians and not sit back. Um, but if we're going to go out, let's do it in style. Despite uh, the World Cup being on, Scott, still a lot of football news coming through. We saw Ronaldo's now exited from Man United. Um, Eric Ten Hag probably quite happy with that uh, now, not ha- not having that worry of just talking about Cristiano Ronaldo all the time. And big news yesterday: Patrick Kisnorbo, uh, the coach, head coach of um, Melbourne City, is now leaving to go to uh, coach in France uh, in Ligue 1. Um, and he's taking his assistant, Ralph Napoli, as well. So, And Rado Fidesic, uh, we all know Rado, he's appointed interim manager. So what does that mean for, for Melbourne City now? Um, it's a big loss, Patrick Kidsnorbo. I, I like him as a manager. I, I, I just love his intensity. I love what yeah. he does with his players. It's a big loss, but it's a, it's a big gain for, for Patrick Kidsnorbo, too, to go overseas. Wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful for Patrick uh, to get this opportunity and first-ever Australian coach to... The coach in one of the top five leagues in in the world, you know, arguably France, you know, one of the top leagues in the world. Um, you know, PSG totally dominating that, that that league. But you know, in saying that, um, what a wonderful opportunity! And obviously, he gets to work under his, you know, he's you know, the guy he worked for, you know, in Montbert when he was here at the at Melbourne City, who, who now sits above him and can um, obviously help him adjust and and just be a really good mentor for him. So, look, I think big things ahead for Patrick. And, um, he's done a wonderful job at, at Melbourne City. However, you know, there's only so much he can do. You know, he, he's, he's achieved all he could do at, at Melbourne City. Yes, he could continue to do that. I think he would have. Um, but I think the timing is right for him to go and push on now and, and challenge himself further. Um, and it's just great to see that Australian managers now and coaches are, are, are getting a great opportunity 
obviously it leaves the the job up for grabs now, eh? Uh, in yeah. Melbourne. Mm. So I might, might have to get the old TV yeah. in there, Clark. Yeah, keep dusting <laughs> off. Keep, keep the phone on, mate. <laughs> but, um, no, no, no. Whoever gets that job is is walking into a fantastic setup and football club. You know, probably the best run football club at this moment in time in Australia and. Um, all the you know the connection of the city group that, that's attached to that, and albeit Twa, where Patrick's gone, is connected to that city group. So it's great for him to still stay a part of that family. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more bigger and better things that uh, Patrick uh, are ahead. Yeah, we're happy to write your reference, mate. No worries. Mm. Um, and <laughs> another job that's uh, probably going to elude you now is um, Manchester City. Uh, Pep Guardiola signed a two-year contract extension that's going to keep him there till 2025. He's, he's won 11 trophies there, four Premier League titles in the six years at Etihad Stadium. So um, that's, I guess, to, to all the other teams in the in the Premier League, there's a, there'll probably be a collective sigh. Oh, geez, Pep's he's not going anywhere soon. I, I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts on where do you think once once he does eventually leave um, Manchester City when that day comes, could you see him coaching um, Spain? Uh, look, I don't know. Uh, that, that, that's a real political one though, in terms of coaching Spain for who he represents in Catalonia. You know, um, yeah. You know, and, and how strongly he feels about that, and, and and has a bond with the Catalonian people. If he was to be the head coach of Spain, I'm not too sure that will ever happen, Clark. You know. Where he goes after this, look, I really think probably he did play in Italy, and I think that's a possibility that he will go to Italy at some stage um, in his coaching career. Um, whether that's to finish or, or whatnot, I do not know. But look, at the moment, it's, it's great news from, for the Premier League and great news for for obviously Manchester City. Um, but like you said, the only ones that isn't great news for is all the other teams because <laughs> they'll just keep getting better and better and better and... and uh, you know, that's a frightening thing to, to think. Um, but, um, you know, for, for Manchester City, they don't have to think about who's next just yet. Yeah. Um, now, let's before we let you go, let's get some uh, tips for you from oh. probably the the, yeah. the the games coming up and also probably for the Socceroos on, on Saturday night, which is going to be the big one. But we've got uh, uh, Switzerland taking on Cameroon. That's later tonight. We've got Uruguay, South Korea. Portugal taking on Ghana and Brazil, um, their first time we see them at this tournament taking on Serbia. Also Wales, Iran, Qatar, Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, England, USA. But who do you like out of those? And give us a, a, a trio of uh, what. who do you think might win in those those games coming up? Well, so far I've been absolutely rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only way is up. Yeah, exactly. It's not boding well right now. Um, because of all the draws and everything that we've had. But, look, I, I quite fancy, look, I think obviously the Asian teams, the African teams, they're going to do well at this tournament. And I, and I, I think Cameroon will get a win tonight against Switzerland to start with. Okay. Um, look, I think uh, there's been a lot of talk about Serbia as well and being a big threat to to the tournament itself, not just Brazil. However, I think Brazil will get the job done um, tonight, uh, tomorrow as well, tomorrow morning. Um, and then... I'm going to say a draw with Portugal, Ghana. Again, African team doing decent um, against, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo's men. Um, and there'll be a lot of hype about, around him and to see how he performs at this World Cup as well and where he goes next. And the Socceroos, can they do it? Look, um, I think it's really going to be big emphasis on who scores first in this game. I don't think there'll be many goals either. I think there'll just be the one. Uh, and I'm... 
I'm hoping it's going to be the Socceroos and, and 1-0 to the okay. Socceroos. There you go. We'll go Socceroos, but we might even put you down for less than uh, less than two goals or something in, in, yeah. in that one to, to keep it nice and safe. But uh, you get some rest, Scott, and uh, we'll chat next week on, on Tuesday and uh, look at some of the fallout of the, the games over the weekend. Cheers, guys. Thanks.